What is going on, guys? Welcome to, if you are new, or welcome back, if you have been here before, to the My Three Cents podcast. Guys, today we have a big old list of, it's kind of like a compilation of all of the things that I wish that I knew before my first workout, or really like before I started going to the gym consistently, before I actually started going to the gym with the intention to change my body, to transform my life, to like look different, to be a different size, to have more muscle or what have you. This is all the stuff that I wish I knew. And I'm also going to put a little asterisk here. This could be the world's longest podcast episode. Genuinely, I could talk about this for so long, but these are going to be the things that come to my mind first. Remember I was making this list. It was like, yep, these are the things that we're going to start with. Could we do a part two to this? We could do probably a part 20 to this, honestly, but this is where we're going to begin with like the things that I wish I knew before I started consistently working out. But I want to also tell you, no matter how long you have been training, no matter what style of training you've been doing, kickboxing, Pilates, yoga, whether you've been weightlifting, whether you like to run, what have you, if you are kind of entering into your bodybuilding or to your strength training era, if you are here, I want to be the first to welcome you. It is so good and it is so fun on this side of things. It is so fun to be here. Um, but man alive, if you are new to this style of training or if you know that your dream body and you know that the results that you are seeking are on the other side of going and picking up and putting down heavy stuff in the gym or training from home or what have you, this is going to be a wonderful episode for you no matter how long you've been lifting, no matter how long you've been on your fitness journey, whether you have not yet started, whether you're in the first few weeks, whether you're in your first couple years, or whether you've been doing this for a long time and you just want to know more. Hi, my name's Olivia and I've been going to the gym pretty consistently for about the last nine-ish years. And here's the thing. I would have been a lot farther than I am right now in those nine years if I would have known a lot of this stuff. So let me save you the time that I wasted and let's dig right into all of this here together today. So first things first, if you remember one thing from this episode, I want you to remember this because this is going to help you prevent injury like nobody's business. I want you to pick up every single thing that you touch in the gym like it is really, really, really heavy. Pick up everything in the gym like it is super heavy. And here's the thing, you're never going to get hurt. When we are going and lifting up weights in the gym, we have to recognize that we are lifting up the lighter weights a hundred times more often than we are lifting up that like extremely, extremely, extremely heavy PR weight, right? Here's the thing. It doesn't make sense if we only dial in our form on the one time we're trying to hit a PR, trying to hit that personal best, trying to set that new personal record, it literally only makes sense for us to every single time that we're about to lift, every single rep that we do, every set that we do, we have our form dialed in and that our form is not changing or only coming to life. When we pick up the stuff that's like really, really heavy, no, we want to practice our form with the lightweight and use the same form for the lighter weights, for the warm-up weights, for the working set weights the same way, we want to pick those up the same way and train the same way as we do for the PR weights. And this isn't only going to give us the opportunity to hit those PRs more effortlessly because we have that form so ingrained in our muscle memory. We know that flow. We know that pattern. We know how to lock it in. We know how to engage our body. But at the end of the day, y'all, if we know that the whole premise of what we're doing in the gym is quite honestly picking up and putting down heavy stuff 
right? Fancy rocks, as I like to call it. We have to understand that when we are purposefully lifting up heavy things, lifting heavy things willy-nilly is like the number one way people will throw their back out, right? Or get a pinched nerve or, you know, get injured, right? Not only just in the gym, but in life. So if we know that we are already going to be in a position of like utilizing our body and challenging our strength and pushing that envelope with our muscles, that's going to put us at a little bit of a higher risk to get hurt anyways. Y'all, if you are spending your time and energy to be in the gym, I want to encourage you, don't from this moment on, don't do a single rep or a single set or a single movement without having your form so dialed in. Get so dialed in with your form. And that's going to be point number two that I want to share with you guys. Get so good at having good form that your body can't move in the wrong form. Get so familiar with what it feels like to do your squat and have your form be on level 100. Get so comfortable with how to deadlift, with what form supposed to feel like, with what it looks like. Because whenever you're lifting, you're popping your phone down. You're recording your warm-up set. You're seeing the angle of your back. You're seeing the plane of motion. You're seeing if you have that butt wink in your squat. You're looking at your body and you're analyzing and you're learning. I'm going to tell you guys flat out, I have been lifting, like I said, for the better part of almost the last decade. And I want to let you know, It is rare if I have a workout where I am not recording anything. And here's the thing, guys. I share some clips of some of my workouts from time to time. I am working out and training far more often than I'm sharing clips of because so much of what I'm recording in my workouts isn't just for entertainment, but it's for me to be able to educate myself and say, okay, what does this look like? Because here's the thing. If I'm able to put my phone down and use a tool that I have on hand every single time I train to even just give me like that little self-evaluation to say, okay, where am I at? How do I look? What's my neck doing? Is my spine in alignment? What are my knees looking like? Literally, if I can just review, we're able to put ourselves at such a lower risk of getting hurt because we can course correct before things are getting crazy, before we're really at risk of getting really injured because we picked up something heavy or we're just throwing around the weight and we didn't ever have that good form foundation. If you remember one thing from today's podcast, like I said, remember how important form is, okay? It took me a long time to learn what really good form looked like. And here's the thing. I was able to learn that so much faster doing what I just told you guys about taking my own form videos and reviewing them in between sets, taking them every workout on just about every single exercise. It doesn't matter if there's a mirror in front of you. I want to see what I look like from the side. I want to see what I look like from the back. I want to see what it looks like down below. I want to see what my knees are doing. I want to see if I'm at 90 degrees parallel. If you want to really improve your form, take videos of your form, especially if you are working with a coach, take videos of your form so that your coach can help you and review that form and make those adjustments so that you don't get hurt, so that your muscles are firing and training effectively, so that your muscles are engaged, so that it can actually do something for your physique. Muscles that are not properly engaged, form that is all wacky, dude, that's not doing anything to your results. That's not doing anything. When we're using momentum, when we're doing things with just improper form, honestly, we're not only talking about injury, we're talking about just wasting just huge boatloads amount of time. So if you remember one thing, get your form right. Okay, okay. Now next, if you have what has kind of been titled as gym intimidation, I feel like Planet Fitness coined gym intimidation a long time ago, but if you struggle with feeling like, you know, I'm gonna go into the gym 
And I don't want everybody to watch him working out. I don't want them to look at me. I don't want them to see me. I just, I have this fear of people looking at me and either seeing that I don't know what I'm doing or that I'm like learning in front of an audience, right? I think that it's, it's more common for people to be nervous to go into the gym and train with all of these eyes all around versus then somebody to feel like, especially in their first workout, especially if this is a new world for them to feel like, yep, this is my house. I'm at home here. I'm totally comfortable. I want to let you know, if you feel nervous going into your first workout, everybody else in that room has felt nervous going to the gym that day or a day prior. It happens to us all. We're going to be really hard pressed to find somebody who's never experienced that gym intimidation feeling. And so my biggest help and support to you, a couple of just like little things that I want to give you to help support you as you are kind of making your way into the gym, whether it's today, whether it's later this week or going for the first time, just kind of give you that oomph to go in. I want you to be so deep in your bubble when you go into this gym And I think that there's a few different ways that you can, you know, like literally use physical stuff to kind of like hack your mind to be in your bubble, to feel really just a little bit more at ease, a little bit more safe. And I'm going to tell you what I did whenever I was first starting out to be able to feel like I was safe. I knew what I was doing. I didn't look like this lost baby deer in the gym. And to be in my bubble, what I found I needed to do was I needed to go into the gym And I needed to get on a piece of cardio equipment or get on a piece of machinery. Ideally, cardio equipment, I feel like that's the ideal, especially if you're in a Planet Fitness where all the cardio equipment is behind. This works wonders for you. Um, I would go in and I would first and foremost do my warm-up, which I still do before every workout. It's amazing. It is amazing. We could do a whole other episode on pre- and post-workout movement. Regardless, we're going to put a pin in that to stay on track. I'd go into the gym and I'd get on a piece of cardio equipment, a spin bike, a treadmill, a Stairmaster. It literally, the piece of equipment is so irrelevant. Move your body, get your blood pumping to help yourself, again, prevent injuries, but scope out the gym. Scope out the gym. Say, okay, I need to go and do legs today. So I'm going to hit this and this and this and this. I'm going to go from this machine to this, to the squat rack, to the leg press. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to stretch. I'm going to go back here and I'm going to be done. Go and find the lay of the land. Use your eyes whenever you're on this piece of cardio equipment. Every single person that is on a piece of cardio machinery, if they're not watching their phone, they're looking around at what other people are doing. So you looking around, nobody's going to notice, nobody's going to care, and it allows you to kind of get a roadmap, okay? Here's the second thing to support being in your bubble. Have a training program, okay? If you are curious why I do these with all of my clients and why this is an extremely abundantly popular thing to do in working with a coach, is first and foremost, not only because it is so efficient and so effective for you to be able to get results, it is, and also it allows your workouts to be so much more streamlined. Why? Because you're getting in the gym. There's no funny business. You know exactly where you're going. You know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly how many reps and sets and what piece of machinery and what comes first and second and third and fourth and fifth. It is so clear what to do. You want to know why beginners really, really thrive working in my coaching programs? It's because all of the guesswork around training, done. It's all done. It's all taken out. Because you get to walk in the gym, get to put your little booty on that piece of cardio equipment, you get to pull up your training program, and you get to see exactly what's going on, okay? That's going to help you feel relaxed and in your vibe and in your bubble when you're training. But now let's talk about physically supporting you feeling safe in your actual physical body and your bubble when you're training. Whenever I first started going to the gym, I told you I'd get on a piece of cardio equipment, but here's the thing. What I wore to the gym was so important to me. It was so important to me and it still holds a very near and dear place to my heart because I would have a really specific outfit of what I would wear to the gym. 
And here's the thing, even whenever I was in my bodybuilding era, even whenever I've just gone to new gyms all over the country or whenever in Kentucky and Ohio and Houston, doesn't matter. What I would do is quite honestly put on this outfit that made me feel like it was like a superhero cape. Okay, it made me feel like I was just untouchable in a way that I can't even explain that my outfit would be sweatshirt with a hood, preferably, preferably a pullover. It could be a zip up depending on your preference. I like to pull over because I like to have kind of a bulky hood around my neck, made me feel safe. I put my hair up and I'd put a hat on, okay? That's step two. And then, and then I would put big over the ear headphones on. When I would have this trifecta of combinations, a lot of my private clients know about this. This is the thing that I've historically done for years. Now I do it because it's cold in my basement where I train, but I've always done this. And it also gives me the ability now at this level of my finish journey to kind of tap back in to who Olivia was back in the day that got me here into this body, into this state of health, like into this kind of gold star status level of health and body confidence that I have now. It's like paying homage to her. And I love that. But that combination of the big sweatshirt hood, the hat on my head, and also big old headphones on my ears. There's so many videos, so many training pictures. If you scroll back my Instagram, you will see this exact same outfit all the time. Here's the thing. When you're at the gym, people wear all kinds of stuff. People wear construction boots and jeans. People wear cutoff shirts. People will be working out shirtless uh, in a sports bra. It doesn't matter. People are wearing all kinds of stuff. You're not going to be drawing any attention to you, but you're going to feel like you are in disguise almost. And here's the thing. Before you know it, that stuff's going to melt off. You're not even going to need it to feel safe. But that was kind of like a safety measure for me because so much of feeling comfortable in the gym and your first few workouts, following your first training plan, doing this dang thing for real this time, it's so mindset focused, okay? Get in your bubble and stay there. Now, next that I want to talk about is wear the right shoes. Ooh, wear the right shoes, baby. Wear the right shoes, okay? I was having this conversation with a private client the other day and holy bananas, this is one of the most important questions I feel like you could ever ask whenever it comes to form and lifting and all of the things, okay? What shoes should I wear? If you are scrolling on your Explore page on Instagram, you can Google best workout shoes. You're gonna get a whole slew of different things, but here's, here's the skinny that I want you to know, okay? The most efficient I can make this conversation for you is when you are training, ideally you're gonna have two different kinds of shoes. At least one, two is going to be the best. I think two checks all of your boxes, okay? You're going to need a pair of flat-soled shoes. Keds, Converse, Vans, something flat, okay? It doesn't matter if it's high top or low top. Flat shoes. You need flat shoes, and then you're also going to need like a cardio shoe. You're going to need a running shoe. This can be a Noble. This can be an APL. This can be a Hoka. This can be an OnCloud. This can be a Nike. This can be an Adidas. I don't care what it is. Brands don't matter. Shape of shoe matters, okay? You want your flat shoes? Baby, you're going to wear these when you are lifting any weight, especially legs, okay? My personal preference, if you're working out at home, don't wear shoes, okay? Go go commando with your feet as much as possible. Let those babies get a little bit sweaty. Let yourself stick to the floor a little bit. Go flat shoes or no shoes if you're able to at home, okay? At public gyms, yeah, you're gonna need to wear some shoes, okay? So what you're gonna do is you're gonna wear some Vans. You're gonna wear some Keds. My personal favorite is high top Converse. I love to lift in high top Converse. I have a pair that literally lives in my basement gym because I only use them for lifting. They are wonderful, okay? Reason why I want flat shoes is because whenever we are lifting, our balance and how we are able to distribute weight in our toes and in our feet and screw our feet into the ground, right? Metaphorically, but like really have our feet planted. We have to understand any amount of weight that we pick up 
it's impacting our whole body. And if we are lifting any weight at all, especially when we're squatting or lunging or doing deadlifts, anything where we're doing like a non-seated exercise, our feet and also how our feet are going to be planted into the ground or planted into that surface is so important. And here's the thing, flat shoes are so important because if you look, if you're wearing tennis shoes right now, I feel like a lot of people could be wearing tennis shoes. I know I am. I want you to look at your tennis shoes, okay? You will see that 99% of the time, you're gonna have a bigger heel to your shoe and a skinnier toe to your shoe. And I'm talking about the sole of the shoe, okay? you're gonna see more of a rise in the heel and less of a rise in a toe. Here's the thing, this is absolutely perfect for some movements. These are running shoes. It's perfect for running type movements, right? Cardio in a running shoe mix really well. Lifting in a running shoe are like oil and water, okay? They are not gonna compute. Running shoes are pretty easy to coin by that fatter sole around your heel and the skinnier sole around your toe. Really, this all traces back to running being what's called a controlled fall, okay? You really are kind of putting your weight on your toes and it's like your left foot is catching your weight and then your right foot is catching your weight, but you're leaning forward the entire time. It's a controlled fall. You wanna know what's not a controlled fall? Uh, weightlifting, <laughs> deadlifting, leg pressing, squatting. You don't know what we don't want to do whenever we're lifting weights? Fall, right? Which is why our stance and our form and where our feet are at is so deeply important and why your shoes make a huge difference. Because here's the thing, if your weight, even just because of the shoes you're wearing, is going to be largely put into your toes and you're going to be starting the movement with a forward lean, it's going to be first and foremost, harder for your body to balance it's really gonna be counterintuitive to being able to really work the muscles that you wanna work, especially if you're squatting and you wanna focus on your glutes and your hamstrings. If you have a fatter sole around your heel, that's already putting that back half of your body, putting your posterior chain, your glutes and your hamstrings included, it's gonna be putting that at a little bit of a disservice. You're gonna be emphasizing your quads more. That's great, but is that what you want, right? Do you wanna train your butt? Do you wanna train your hamstrings? Whatever it is, right? We wanna make sure that when we are training, everything is working together for the good for you because we want to have efficient results. If you don't have a pair of flat shoes and a pair of like cardio or running shoes or tennis shoes to wear to the gym, this is going to be your little nudge in the booty cheeks to get your tools in place. Okay. Get knockoff Converse from Target or Walmart. It literally does not matter. Buy something on Amazon flat and then cardio based. You need two kinds of shoes. Keep them in your gym bag. Does not matter. They're wonderful. You need two pairs of shoes. Okay. Alrighty, going into the next one here. Skipping your pre-workout fuel, snack, meal, whatever. That is digging your own grave in your workout, okay? We're gonna keep this one short and sweet, but here's the thing I want you to know. By not having your pre-workout meal, you are putting your body, especially if you are training first thing in the morning and you have not even eaten breakfast yet, you are putting your body in such a more sensitive position to feel nauseous, dizzy, lightheaded, to feel like you need to lay on the floor, to feel like you actually are gonna vomit and be sick in your training day. If you are not fueling your body at least 30 minutes or 40 minutes or 45 minutes or having a good meal an hour prior to training, if you're not getting nutrients in your body before you train, genuinely, I'm gonna be very real with you, there's honestly no excuse for that. You need to be giving your body fuel before you're demanding your body to even just be alive and like live your day you need breakfast even just to go to work, drive the car. You need, you need fuel just to have like a normal day. 
But if you are expecting your body to have an increased demand, aka lift up those heavy, heavy rocks, those fancy heavy rocks, put down the stuff too. If you are challenging your body to do more, baby, we got to fuel your body to be able to do normal life and then more. You need to be able to fuel your body before you train, okay? A pre-workout snack in a perfect world is gonna be a combination of protein, fat, carbs, okay? This can be a sandwich. This can be a breakfast sandwich. This can be protein oats. It can be whatever. Um, for, oh my goodness, so much time, I used to have cereal, huge bowls of cereal. I would have sometimes a protein bar, whatever. Sometimes I would have a Pop-Tart, um, PB&Js, I would love. Whatever works for you is perfect. Something's always better than nothing. Ideally, we want a balance of those macronutrients If that works for you, amazing. If you're able to swing that, amazing. If too much fat or too much protein makes you gassy or hurts your belly or, you know, is giving you stomach cramps while you're training, you know, use that as can your litmus test to course correct and adjust what you're eating or adjust how you're getting those macros in. Um, But at the end of the day, do not skip your pre-workout snack. Do not skip your pre-workout snack. Don't skip it. You eat your food and then we go and train. Okay? Okay? Okay. But now, guys, we are going to be wrapping up this episode here, not because I am out of points, but because I actually have so many more points that I want to talk with you guys through. And here's the thing. We're hanging out at around that 20 minute mark. And I like to keep these episodes really potent, really short, really concise, really to the point as much as I can be. And here's the thing. Before my first workout, if I would have gotten like inundated with information and just like, and don't forget this and to do this and to do this, even if it was the most helpful information in the world, that would have maybe felt really overwhelming to me. So I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin in this here. If you enjoyed this episode, if you liked this episode, if this was helpful for you, if you learned something, I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear your experience. I would love to hear your story. I would love to hear from you and just your takeaways on this episode or even just soundboard with you on all things fitness journey. Because I also know back in the day, whenever I first started my fitness journey, I didn't have anybody that I felt like really was a master of this information that I felt like I could go to, ask any questions. There were some people that I was like, you know, I could go to them, but I don't want them to think that I'm stupid or like I don't really know them that well. Um, I wanna let you guys know, there's always an open door policy. If you have any questions to anything, ask me. If I don't know, I'm gonna find out the information or I'm gonna find somebody who does know to be able to help you. But guys, I've been doing this thing a long time. And if I know anything that can help your ride through your fitness journey, just be a little bit smoother and you can have a little bit more fun or a lot more fun while you're also having a lot more results. That's literally the entire reason why I'm here. So go ahead and hop over to Instagram if you have any feedback, questions, thoughts, vibes, feels, anything for me, I'm so happy to answer them there. But additionally, if you really enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you'd consider downloading this episode and also leaving a review. If you like this podcast, you think it's worthy of five stars, I would love to have a rating from you. Not only because it's really helpful for me to know what you guys like and what episodes are you guys' favorite so that I can make more of them, but also it's just because I want every single thing that I do and every single thing that I make in terms of fitness and nutrition-related content, I want it to be so helpful for you. And if this was that for you, I would love to make more content just like this so that you can continue to just explode in your fitness journey. But I love you guys. I will see you one week from today. I am so excited of all the things that are happening in this next week. If you're watching or listening to this episode in real time, this following Monday, the 26th of June, I'm having a seven-day chug or my kind of famous water challenge. It is kicking off yet another round. If you want to be in a seven-day water drinking challenge with prizes for participation, where you learn a lot, where there's daily drops and the community is just so much fun, message me, find me. I will get you in this group. Holy bananas, it's going to be a riot. Enjoy your weekend, guys. I hope this helped. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. 
and enjoy your next workout and your fitness journey.